All right. What's up, my brothers? For 54th installment of the Unplugged Alpha podcast series, what's up? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? So uh, I'm, I'm simulcasting this to the two channels again because people are still messaging me going, what happened to the podcast? I don't see it on entre- Entrepreneurs and Cars. It's moved over to its own channel, the Unplugged Alpha on YouTube. Um, there's a few episodes there already. I am going to cancel the stream on Entrepreneurs and Cars for those that are just coming in and watching it to remind you, head over to the new channel, subscribe there. That's where these podcasts will live on a go forward basis. I know some of you don't watch them every week and sometimes you go, hey, where'd they go? Can't find them. That's where they're at. Um, it's been a busy day. Had three podcast interviews today and um, got to do the show tonight. Um, scheduled this the other day on why you are poor and how to change that. So i um, got a bunch of talking points here I want to get out of the way, and then we'll do some Q&A for those of you that want to hop in and ask a question. The link to join and hop in and ask a question. Any question you want, whatever you want to talk about, open to young, old, men, women. Uh, it's open Q&A. Um, I'll drop that about halfway the sh- through the show in 30, 40 minutes or so. So um, you'll have to head over to the Unplugged Alpha YouTube channel to get that link if you want to ask a question. I Guys, and another thing too, I get a lot of DMs from people. Hey, this is my situation. What do you think of this? How do I solve this? This is my emails, all this stuff. I don't have time to respond to everybody. This is a public show. Um, I take call-ins. You help me create content by calling in and asking your question. It gives me something to you know put on the podcast. So um, if it's something private, you don't want to talk about it, book a private coaching session and you know buy my time that way. But otherwise, you're always free to call on the show. It is completely free. Uh, and it's always going to be that way. I don't plan on changing that ever. So let's um, kill the feed over on Entrepreneurs and Cars YouTube channel. And hopefully you guys see the link there. It's in the description and pinned in the comment. Head over to the new YouTube channel. Hit like and subscribe. Thank you so much. Let's get into the um, let's get into the points here. So I've um, I've just finished up my rally a couple of weeks ago and. Um, I did a couple of car shows um, with the local Toronto Exotic Car Club, Saturn's Drives. And one of the things that's happened a lot on the rally and even in the car clubs when we're just kind of like sitting around, chopping it up, having our coffees, just amongst the boys sort of thing. There's always like a at arm's length, usually a younger guy that's just sort of milling around and he's like, hey, can I talk to you? You know, um, what do you guys all do for a living? You know, like how do you... How do you buy cars like this is often, you know, how they usually start the conversation. Okay, cool. I don't mind having that chat and I've done it quite a few times now. Um, so I'll just step aside and I'll take the dude off to the side and I'll just kind of get into it. And I'll basically start with, you see all these cars here and you see all these guys over there that own the cars. None of them work for anybody. Okay. So you can start with that. Um, they always go, go on with like, I, I don't have a lot of money. Money's tight. I'm poor. You know, how do I make real money? This, that, and the other thing. And I'll talk about the five main ways that most guys employ to accumulate, um, wealth. And when I say wealth, I'm not talking about hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm not talking about, you know, um, I've got a few hundred thousand dollars in investments. I have guys that, um, you know, will do requests and they're like, you know, I'm 40, 45 years old. I think I got one that I either published or I'm about to publish. And, you know, their net worth is like four hundred, $450,000. And one of the things that I get criticized a lot for saying is um, you should aim to be a millionaire by the time you're 30. If you miss that mark, do it by 40. There's, there's no reason why in today's world, why a guy 
given the resources that are available to them to create wealth, to make money, to put a business out there, it's never been easier than it is today. Um, you know, for you to figure out ways to create a business and make some money. Um, that's, that seems to be the main way that most guys will do it, um, is they'll solve a problem and they'll charge people for the solution to the problem. So let's start with, uh, why you're poor. Um, it's funny because whenever I do these shows, I often like do some searches and it's like, okay, let's see what shows up on Google. Let's see what's on YouTube. And there's some funny shit like, because you spend too much money on Starbucks coffee, uh, because you don't have a budget. Because um, you don't have a rainy day fund with three months of your earnings, you know, set aside. Okay, that's like basic bitch shit, you know, for being honest. That's like very entry level sort of stuff. I'm going to go through something, through some items that are a little more complex. Um, <laughs> higher paid grade stuff, if you will. Now, I'm going to start with limiting beliefs. So I've always been a car guy. You guys should, should know this by now if you've been watching my channel. I like fast shit, you know. And when I was... Um, about 15, 16, I used to sit at the bus stop, take the bus a couple stops to go to my job. I used to work at this nursery called White Rose. And, um, you know, I'd often just fucking hauling around heavy shit, peat moss into people's cars, five foot park benches, patio furniture, working in, in the uh, greenhouse, stuff like that. And sitting in, sitting at the bus stop, I'd be sitting there watching the cars go by and I'm basically car shopping. I'm just looking at shit that's going on. The car that caught my eye at that time, which I had a limiting belief that I thought that I could not afford ever in my entire life, was a 1988 IROC convertible. Uh, Chevrolet car, um, IROC just stood for International Race of Champions. At the time, a lot of guys would make fun of it. They would uh, use the acronym. They'd say Italian retard out cruising, IREC of Cologne. Um, there was always like the Ford versus Chevy sort of dichotomy back and forth. But I had this limiting belief at the time that that car is beyond my reach. I would never have it. It's beautiful, and I want to have one. I did end up buying that car six years later. Um, it was not beyond my reach. Another item that I thought was beyond my reach before I bought that IROC was a Katana 600 um, mo motorcycle. Um, that cost me $5,500 when I bought it. And at the time when I bought it, I think I was 18. Um, again, with my own money, I worked. I you know put in the time, saved it up sort of thing. And by the way, I was paying rent to my uh, parents from the age of like 15, 16 on or something like that. Um, not a huge amount, but enough where it's like, holy shit, my friends are like, you're actually paying rent to your parents? What the fuck? You know, they still give me an allowance. But that was me, right? Um, I had limiting beliefs that said that that was like, this glass ceiling is something that I can't push beyond. So I went from, you know, um, the IROC to some Japanese cars. I had a Subaru WRX, which seemed like, you know, glass ceiling for me. I paid about 20, 22,000 for that. Um, then I went to some German cars, M3, Audi S4s, um, had an M3 convertible, I had an M5 Dynatune. Then I started going into the exotics, the R8s, and now the McLaren. And every single item that I that I moved from, from 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 that $5,500 Katana all the way up to a $300,000 McLaren, I was thinking to myself, there's there's nothing beyond this. You know, if I get to this, I, I can't do any better. That's how, that's how the human brain thinks, okay? It thinks from the perspective of you can't do this and it then establishes a limiting belief in your head and then prevents you from going further than that. And I smashed through every single one of those glass ceilings, right? Dr driving more interesting, fun, impressive cars. Um, you know, to the point now where it's like I go somewhere and kids are coming up to me. You know, when I say kids, I'm using the term loosely, like 19, 20, 21-year-olds. Young men, let's say 
come up to me and they're like, well, what do you guys do? Like, how do you guys afford that? Like, I'm like, I'm poor. How do I get to like, how do I do that? I want that over there. And I'm going to talk about the ways that you can make some serious money. So the first thing that's holding you back in your limiting beliefs and why you're poor is because you actually think that that is who you are. And when you stop believing that you're a loser, you're going to stop being a loser. If you stop believing that you're scrawny and unattractive, you're going to stop being scrawny and unattractive. You're going to go to gym, you're going to pick up weights, you're going to lift heavy shit, put it down, you're going to eat properly, you're going to sleep, rest and repeat. And you're going to do that for years until you start to develop a strong masculine frame and put some muscle on so you don't look like a twerp. <clears throat> all of these limiting beliefs that, that guys have in all areas of their life, whether it comes to money, muscles, uh, dealing with women, being captivating, all that sort of stuff are beliefs that you can smash through for the most part. Uh, money is certainly one of them. Um, again, people shit on me routinely. Oh, you're, you're totally out of touch. Who is this guy that thinks that you should be a millionaire by the time you're 30 or at the very least 40? You're, most people can't accomplish that. He's hanging around with high rollers and his, his head's in the clouds, blah, blah, fucking blah. Dude, I was poor. I had nothing to show for myself. I was paying rent as a teenager and a 600cc motorcycle to me at 18 seemed like a Rolls Royce. Okay. When you stop telling yourself these bullshit lies that you can't be successful and you can't make money or that money is evil. That's another one. You know, a lot of, a lot of narratives that guys have heard through their younger years, especially usually if they've been raised, you know, in a household by a single parent, usually a single mom is that, you know, money's evil and people that have money are evil people and they accumulated it through deceptive means sort of things like that. And nothing can be further from the truth. All that money is, is it's a store of value and it is, and the more you've accumulated, generally speaking, the more value you've created in the world. Not always true, but generally speaking, the more value you've created in the world. I mean, the reason why um, the richest guy in the world, and he keeps flip-flopping back and forth between who knows who, Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, whatever. The reason why he keeps flip-flopping back and forth is because those positions keep changing. But the reason why these guys have so much wealth is because they created an online marketplace like Amazon, where you can buy virtually anything, ship it around the world, and get it literally the next day in most parts of the world, urbanized parts of the world. Um, Elon Musk, electric cars, rockets, solar panels, okay? These guys solve problems, big problems, and they become, um, you know, big-time rich sort of thing, you know, billionaire sort of thing. So when you start blowing past limiting beliefs that hold you back, then you start getting into serious money. So the first thing you got to do is smash through limiting beliefs. The next thing that I've seen a lot of as well is people overthink instead of take action. Um, I see this in my one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions. I see it in group zoom sessions that I've done where it's like, it is fucking simple. It is very, 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 you know, it's the same thing with chicks. When I say to guys, like if you just avoid women that bring red flags to the table, daddy issues, feminists, unhappy, unlucky, uh, she tries to compete with you. Men, uh, you, you know, she deals with men from her past. She's got ex-boyfriends in her life. You know, she sucks with money. She's got loads of debt. She's violent. She has extreme jealousy. She's a party girl. Loads of tattoos and piercings. Big notch counts. Single moms. Seeking validation online. Sugar babies. Uh, pathological liars. Baby rabies. Hissy fits. Uh, not, not being in control of the birth. Drama queens and addictive type of personality. If you avoid all of these 20 red flags, your life will generally be very simple and pleasant with women. All you have to do is avoid this. Now, that's not just it, obviously, but that's a big part of it. You've got to, you know, you've got to understand what women respond to. You've got to say no. You can't go through betatization beta through a thousand concessions. If you're newer to the channel, read the damn book. Okay, it's on Amazon, The Unplugged Alpha. It's always pinned above at the end of the show. But overthinking instead of taking action for most guys becomes very, very problematic. 
And if you just deal with like the simplicity, the basics of life and avoid complicating it unnecessarily, then taking action is far, far better than sitting around twiddling your thumbs going, oh, I got to think about this a little bit more. I'm not really sure. Da, da, da. Like one of the things that one of my great mentors once said to me was, you know, in the absence of clarity, do something, just fucking move, find a direction and move in it. Maybe you bang up against the wall and it's an immovable object. You can dig around it. You can go around it. You can go over it. You can maybe leverage it and move it out of the way, you know, sort of thing. But sometimes you bang up against shit. Okay, that's that's fine. You know, be like a Roomba vacuum robot, bounce off that object and kind of move in another direction. The point that I'm making though is most guys don't take action. They just overthink shit to the point where, you know, it's paralysis by overanalysis. Let's move on. You don't believe in yourself. Simple. You've you've been told or you've been fed a whole bunch of bullshit from somebody or some people in your life, whether it's culture, school, parenting, family, whatever it happens to be, that you can't do something. <clears throat> There's at least one pod podcast interview on my channel with Sean Stevenson. He died a few years ago. I caught him on a podcast a few months before. Uh, he had a tragic accident, passed away, but a little dude was in a wheelchair, broken all the bones out of his body several times, uh, was disabled, made millions of dollars married a pretty girl, was influential. People looked up to him. The point that I'm making here is when you believe in yourself, when your mind's eye, and Psycho-Cybernetics is a great book, by the way, by Maxwell Maltz. You should check it out. It's on my recommended leaving list. But when you believe in yourself and you understand that your mind's eye, like, like the vision for yourself, now becomes the blueprint for your new life, you become that new life. You know, You become that new guy. Um, Boiler Room, great movie. It's probably one of my favorites. There's a big scene in that where Ben Affleck walks into the um, uh, meeting room. You can go look it up. It's probably on YouTube somewhere. You don't have to watch the movie. Um, throws down the keys to his Ferrari, throws them on a the table and just goes, fucking Ferrari, 355 Spider. Yeah, bitch, sort of thing. And then, you know, towards the end, you know, once he's got everybody's attention, he's basically telling all these sales reps to act as if. And you know, there's times in life, guys, where you have to act as if you're more than what you are. I'm not saying be deceptive on a long-term basis and do things that are harmful to people, but at least wake up in the morning, do the work, start taking action, and start acting as if you're better than what you were yesterday. Do an extra push-up. If you do 10 push-ups, do 11. If you're at the gym and you're there for 30 minutes, spend 45 minutes there. Uh, if you do 10 minutes on the treadmill, throw an extra minute or two on, right? You know, like the taking action part's part of it, but start acting as if you're better than what you actually are, right? I know some of this stuff might see com seem complex, but it should be clear. Um, we talked about glass ceilings. You can, okay, you know, here's another good reason why a lot of people are fucking poor. Um, I've been in the debt business for a long time, since 1992 or three. Some of you guys weren't even born then. <clears throat> Started up my own business in 2003. And I came to realize, um, you know, after spending a good, a good 10,000 hours in the industry, that the reason why most people have debt and the reason why they're poor because of the debt is because they can't do basic math. And 
I'm not saying that to disparage anybody. It's a fact of life. If you spend more than you make, you can't do basic math. If you make $3,000, $4,000 a month, but you spend $3,500, $4,500 a month, you're spending more than you make. You're not able to even do basic math. And income minus expenses is a very, very simple equation to figure out. I don't know why they don't teach it in school. They teach you all this other fucking bullshit uh, that you never apply to real life. But so many people out there today are carrying unsecured debt, credit card debt, lines of credits, overdrafts, sundries, um, very, very high interest rates on high-risk loans, car loans, leases, and stuff like that because they're not doing basic math in their head. And it's a fundamental concept of wealth creation. Spend away less than what you make, right? Um, Let's cross that off. Here's another one. So when my... My dad's generation, you know, I would say. So there's, um, I don't know if it's in Canada anymore. I think they closed down most of the operations. There was a outfit called um, Marks and Spencer, very popular in the UK. And I remember this story. Um, Like today, you'll go to a store if you want to buy a sweater. And you put your credit card down, you buy it. And then they send you the bill and you're supposed to pay it off in full when you get the bill. Um, a lot of people don't do that though. They'll just make the minimum monthly payment sort of thing, but they've got the sweater. So the concept of delayed gratification is foreign to a lot of people today because we live in a society where it's pop this pill, lose 25 pounds in three days, rub this cream under your eye, wipe away 15 years of wrinkles sort of thing. Like this is what people want. They want instant gratification. You know, that instant dopamine hit. That's why porn does so well for a lot of guys. It's instant dopamine hit. They turn it on, they play, they do their thing, they're done, right? And that instant dopamine hit, it's dangerous. Back to the story, you know, of the old man with the Marks and Spencer in the sweater. Back in those days, if you wanted that sweater, you'd go work, you'd go to the store, you'd put down your couple pence or, you know, if you're in Canada or whatever, you know, whatever buck or two sort of thing. And then, you know, you'd go back in your next paycheck and you pay, you know, make another installment until you were paid in full and you'd take the sweater home sort of thing. They don't do that anymore. And marketers figured out a way to, you know, to basically manufacture money out of thin air and give people stuff immediately to sort of like cater to that instant gratification. Um, There's a very interesting book. The author's name is Near Al, and the title of the book is called Hooked. The subtitle is something along the lines of how habit forming products are created. Um, the book mostly focuses on digital stuff like um, social media, uh, notifications off Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, stuff like that. Um, there's case studies in it about World of Warcraft and you know things along those lines. And every piece of technology today, including financial instruments, is engineered to make sure that you feel a positive rush, a dopamine rush, a hit. Right. That, uh, you know, that neurotransmitter hit that makes you feel good. Right. I remember a buddy of mine, you know, he would, you know, he would tell me that whenever he felt down, he would go shopping and he would buy new, new clothes to feel good. And that didn't change that he had shitty game with women and women didn't want to be with him on a long-term basis. That didn't change the fact that he was fat in the clothes. And even though they were nice clothes and they look like nice clothes, he didn't look good in them. It didn't change any of those facts. But the dopamine hit when he went to the store and he walked out, you know, from the uh, the store with a new bag in his hand, wearing it, you know, to the office, to whatever event, you know, we happened to go to. And he, and he thought that he looked better than he did before, right? Delayed gratification is an important thing. And 
it's a lost art. Um, I've been training since I was, I don't know, 13 or 14 years old. My dad gave me, um, a, a direct response mailer, which I think was Charles Atlas's, uh, program called dynamic tensions. You can go Google it, you know, dynamic tensions, Google, uh, Charles, Charles Atlas. Um, and it was a black and white sequence of like workouts that you do push-ups, things like, you know, this, if you wanted to do, uh, like a chest workout, you push your hands together. If you want to do your biceps, you would create resistance this way sort of thing. And I would do these exercises even at 13 years old. I'm close to 50 now. I've been working out for that period of time. And, you know, people, you know, I see it sometimes in the comments of the videos, Rich, you look good. You know, you're putting off aging sort of stuff. Like you look better than most 20 year old sort of stuff. Yeah. Because I've put in the time I've put in the reps, delayed gratification. Right. And I'm, I'm doing the best that I can for myself so I can live in a happy, healthy body and live a great life. But that's, that's ingrained in my DNA. And most people don't have that. They don't understand you have to put in the time. Um, they're either lazy, stupid, or maybe even arrogant, you know, to be honest with you. And that's why, you know, they're generally poor is because they don't want to do the work. They don't know how to do the work, which doesn't make any sense to me because, the resources are there, you know, you can get the information, you can go find it, or they just don't feel like they don't need to because they're arrogant, right? Um, the other reason why, before I move on to how to like the five main reasons that you create wealth, and we'll start taking some call-ins shortly, is you have a job, a J-O-B. Job doesn't, doesn't mean like, you know, going to a job. It's an acronym for just over broke. J-O-B stands for just over broke. And you're never going to create wealth, like these kids that, you know, again, you know, they come up to us when we're at the car shows or we're doing the rallies and it's like, Hey, what do you guys do for a living? You know, can I talk to you for a minute sort of thing? We give them the time. And I tell them straight up, all of these guys that you're looking at, they're self-employed. That guy over there, he owns a uh, concrete porn business. That guy over there, he owns a sign business. That guy over there, um, paves asphalt for commercial buildings. That guy over there is a dentist. That guy over there is, um, I'm trying to think of what everybody does in all my friend circle. Um, he's in the food and beverage industry. That guy's in the mortgage uh, business. You know, he's, you know, he runs a mix, you know, sort of stuff. Um, if you think like finding a J-O-B just over broke or staying in that line of work is going to create happiness for you, you're sadly mistaken. You're absolutely wrong. Uh, especially if you want like cool shit, if you like cars, boats, planes, and stuff like that. If you don't want any of that stuff and you don't, you know, want to create wealth, this is not the right cast for you. Okay. This is, this is for those guys that are like, I want that. How do I buy that car? What do you guys do for a living? Like, how do you make that sort of shit? So let me move on to the five ways that you can create proper wealth. When I say proper wealth, I'm talking minimum seven figures. Okay. Like we're talking a million dollars plus. Okay. And even that isn't a lot of money in today's world. I was talking to some guys in the sauna the other day at the gym and housing where I live right now, a million dollars will get you a townhouse, okay? Um, housing where I live, they're $2 million houses plus. You're not going to get much for a million dollars. Like, you're not really rich anymore if you have a million bucks here in the GTA anywhere, you know, like in Toronto. Um, you need 5 to $10 million to be properly sorted out, minimum, I would say. So the professions that can get you to that, let's go through them one by one, is a professional. And we're talking lawyer, doctor, surgeon, engineer, something like that. Not 
base professional, like you're a school teacher or a professor at a university, you're, you're not going to make that kind of, I'm talking about proper professional lawyer, doctor, surgeon, um, you know, stuff like that. And in some countries you get paid more than others. Like if you're a doctor or if you're a brain surgeon in Canada, you're going to make a lot less than a brain surgeon in the United States, for example. But generally speaking, if you pursue a career like that, you pay off your student loan debt, or if you get a grant, whatever, you can do quite well in life. Um, you're going to work crazy hours. Um, you're going to take a lot of shit. You're going to be part. I mean, you know, part of some of these jobs over here is that kind of suck now today because of all the wokeness that's infused into a lot of these professions. The next one, number two, to, you know, to create uh, serious wealth, C-suite jobs, CEO, CTO, COO, you know, chief executive something, chief technology officer, chief financial officer. Um, guys like this either come from running businesses themselves and having successful ex exits or they work their way up the corporate ladder. Okay. And again, some of these things, there's not a lot of these jobs. You know, some guys would be like, oh, Rich is, his head's in the clouds. There's not a lot of these jobs for people. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Be poor. I don't give a shit. It, it doesn't matter to me. If you want to exclude yourself from being successful and making the money and creating the wealth and, you know, these, these kids that are constantly approaching going like, I want those cars. What do you guys do for a living sort of thing? If you want that shit, you have work to do. I'm just telling you. I don't care if you don't do it or not. It doesn't bother me. Uh, number three, high ticket sales. You're selling private jets, yachts, expensive cars, Rolls Royce, uh, you know, Koenigsegg, Bugatti, stuff like that, right? Um, high ticket sales, real estate. You know, if you're selling $20, $20 million mansions, like when you're selling high ticket items, you're getting a percentage of that high ticket item. Um, it varies from industry to industry, but you can make some serious money. Um, I know some guys that are in yacht sales that do very, very well. Um, you know, it's not uncommon for a boat to cost 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred million, 200 million, a billion, like, you know, like you can get up there, you know, really the sky's the limit when it comes to building high end stuff. And believe it or not, there's a lot of very fucking rich people out there, um, that even if they tried to spend their money in their lifetime, they would have a very, very difficult time doing it. So, um, you know, they deploy it on things that they like. If they like yachting, they'll buy a yacht. If they like, you know, if something like, a private jet saves them travel, they'll buy a private jet, you know, and don't confuse somebody that owns a private jet with people that just like lease them for a flight. Very different thing. Um, number four, basically being influential. I put influencer in this category, but in the past it would have been actor, musician, something like that. Like you have an audience, uh, you know, you're a rock star, you're a popular actor. But included in that category today, which I mean, I want to say is basically permissionless. You don't need anybody's permission to be an influencer like these, like there's influencers on social media with millions of followers and they're just chicks that hold up energy drinks, bang energy drinks, some other shit or whatever, but they work on their body and they look good and they've got nice outfits and they have a tan and they're a good photographer and blah, 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 sort of thing. But, um, you know, influencers if you're a woman is very easy, it's well, I'm not going to say very easy, but, but it's easier than being a successful influencer with an audience than it is being a man. A guy's got to do different things. We just can't bust out our tits and ass and, you know, get people to follow us. Right. Like we have to, we have to say and do things that, um, are useful, right? Women, on the other hand, they just have to look pretty. Some of them look pretty and say useful things. Less of them say useful things and don't, and don't look pretty. But the point that I'm making number four on this list of items where you can, um, you know, you can chase these things down and make serious money is basically having an audience. 
actors have an audience, musicians have an audience, and you know the social media influencers today have an audience. Some people would argue that I'm an influencer, but you know you get the idea. Yeah, I see Moffs in a chat. He's saying I got called an influencer today. Very funny. And it, look, you know, um, if 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 people rely on you, if they look to you for advice, um, you know, for help with whatever it is they're stuck on, they're going to call you whatever they want. But you won't make serious money unless you have a large audience. Um, I'm going to say minimum a million on TikTok or Instagram. Um, YouTube is a different game. You can start to make some serious money on YouTube after hundred thousand quarter million. I mean, I even know some people with under hundred thousand subs that are, that are doing quite well, um, because they figured out how to monetize their audience properly. Uh, but anyway, having reach and, and influence is, is definitely number four. And the last and final one, which happens to be my favorite, which I've used to create my own wealth is entrepreneurship. Um, I will say this, uh, here, let me grab this over here. Cause I'm fucking behind the ball for some reason. I thought I had this ready on my screen, but my, uh, school of entrepreneurship course is opening later on this month. Um, it's not open right now, but I might as well mention it and I'll drop the link in the chat. If you're on my email list, you're, you're already going to get the, uh, notification when it opens up for enrollment, but it'll be in a couple of weeks time. Um, so get on the email, wait list here and the whole point of the course guys is that it it removes the mystery the fog of war when it comes to um what the best entrepreneurs do to make serious money there's two kinds of businesses i'll explain it in another video closer to when the course launches elf, elf businesses and half business but basically there's businesses that are easy to run that make a lot of money and there's businesses that are harder to run that don't make as much money and will frustrate the shit out of you most people choose the latter the vast majority of guys that will say, oh, I want to choose a path to wealth under entrepreneurship, write my own check, have freedom, whatever the narrative is going in their head, they'll say, I'll go start up a business. But then they go and start up a kind of business that doesn't create money, freedom, happiness, and um, doesn't create havoc in their life. You know, kind of like the, like the chicks with the red flag sort of thing. It's the equivalent of dating a chick with red flags is what most guys do when they start a business. So the whole point of the course is I've taken everything that I've learned over the years washed away the fluff and the bullshit. And I've said, look, this is what the most successful entrepreneurs do when it comes to selecting a business, dealing with like many of the challenges that arise in a business where it comes to human resources, accounting, regulations, uh, insurance, taxes, all that sort of stuff. I did a survey like six, seven months ago and I asked a bunch of people what they wanted to see in the course. And that's what went in it. I've started to add some new modules. Um, there's currently... I think three extra ones right now. I've got to add a fourth this week. The extra one that I'm going to add is, is going to be telling you exactly how to build an audience. I'm, I'm going to tell you exactly how I build an audience on YouTube um, because number four is basically being an influencer. So the same rules will apply to writing a blog, um, other social media platforms like TikTok and Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. So I'll get into those details later. Um, let me just see what's here in the chat before I... Um, drop the link for you guys to let me grab the link actually i'll do it right now copied okay so i'm going to put this link on um the youtube live stream uh on the unplugged alpha if you guys are listening to the audio or you know, like on a podcast or if you're watching it somewhere else later as a replay you should have been on youtube uh come in and ask any question Boom. So there's a StreamYard link there. Make sure you have a good connection. Um, 
and be respectful of my time and the other people waiting because there's often quite a few people to try to get through. Uh, all right, what do we got here? So we got a couple of new members. Thanks for joining, supporting the channel and the live chat. Awesome to see people. Uh, Greg says, what's the true definition of a millionaire? Is it liquid or assets after debt value? Look, um, usually when they weigh somebody's wealth out and they say, you're a millionaire, they basically take their net worth, right? So they take a look at their assets. So housing, investments, all that sort of stuff. You can slice it and dice it different ways, right? I mean, like <clears throat> to place a value on a bit, like, for example, let's use Twitter and, and Elon Musk, right? So Twitter comes along when Elon Musk makes the offer to buy and they say, we want $44 billion or some shit like that. Okay. They start talking back and forth. And then it comes to his attention that a lot of the users are potentially fraudulent bots or, um, you know, like sock puppet accounts for people. One of the things you'll notice on Twitter if you use it is that there's a lot of people that don't use their main account. They use these fake sock puppet accounts because all they do is they go on and they fucking blah, 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 you know, in the comments and they try to create havoc because they're losers. They got nothing else better to do with their time, you know, which is, again, why I don't read comments on fucking Twitter and stuff like that. So because of the bots and the sock puppet accounts, they came to realize, well, a lot of the accounts look like they're fake. So it doesn't look like it's worth 44 billion because he's basically buying a user base. He's buying the attention of people. So he's like, well, let's let's get to the bottom of this. I'm going to make an offer that's based on what the real users are. And the whole fucking thing falls apart. So the value of somebody's wealth can really go up and down. It can move around a lot depending on how you value and establish businesses, which is how most people determine their net worth, if that makes sense. Um, do, do, evening, T-Smash, Greg. Oh, uh, please define the definition of being a millionaire for the subscribers. Is it net worth in the moment? Is it assets outside of? Yeah, so... Same question. I guess you just did a super chat to get my attention, but yeah, same thing. It's, it's your assets, right? As they're valued. And again, the value can go up and down. Like, um, like I would put the McLaren in my net worth, uh, 285 might've been the purchase price, but in the last year and a half, the price has gone up. It's worth 350. So it really depends on when you price things. It really depends on when you price a business, you know, um, how they're going to price the business. There's different metrics, but yeah, so it can go up and down a little bit. Um, all right, looks like I got caught up on most of the questions. Is you guys can chop it up there. How do I get? How do I go about getting an autographed copy of your book? I've done some autographed copies for uh, the guys in my community. That's it. I I, I don't want to like. It's not worth my while to sell a book for fifty bucks and sign it and ship it out. It's just not. Um, I might do a special edition at some point in the future, but best bet is just if you're part of my community, like, you know, Moff was at the last fucking uh, retreat, right? And he's like, you know, he brought the book and I just signed it for him. Like, I don't, I don't care, right? Like just be part of the community and, you know, we can chop up things like that. Come out to the in real life meetups. Those links are always on the channel. Um, you know, get familiar with it, if you know what I'm saying. Um, let me quickly run the ad reel and pay some bills with the ad insert. So just pay attention to this for a couple of minutes and then we'll do the Q and a stuff. This episode is brought to you by the unplugged alpha supplement line, Grandike soap company and Chad's face scrub brothers. If you're like me and you take what you put in your body, seriously, you'll want to use the unplugged alpha supplement line An obsession with absorption is what sets this line apart from the others. You want to make sure you absorb as much of the supplements as possible so you don't end up peeing out expensive urine. My supplement line is made in the United States from the highest quality domestic ingredients and unlike cheap supplements from China and plastic bottles, 
Mind ship in dark glass bottles to keep your supplements fresher, longer, and won't seep endocrine-disrupting plastics into your supplements. Nothing is a hard tablet. Everything is an easily digested bioavailable capsule. You can filter all products by their various categories, including testosterone support, estrogen metabolism, fat burning, immune health, sleep support, and performance. Visit theunpluggedalpha.com forward slash shop and use the subscribe and save option to get 10% off your supplement orders or just use coupon code alpha10 for 10% off a one-time order to try it out. Men, I use Tactical Soap and God of War beard oil every day. Tactical Soap is a handmade product made in the United States from ingredients you can actually pronounce, not conventional endocrine-lowering toiletry chemicals. Both the soap and beard oils are infused with bioidentical pheromones that are designed by a clinical psychologist and pheromone expert to maximize attractiveness to the opposite sex. Visit coopersoap.com and get 10% off your order today. Gentlemen, my go-to face scrub to keep this manly face clean and clear is Chad's. Again, it's incredibly important to me to only use products with all natural ingredients without nasty chemicals that disrupt male hormone levels or convert to estrogen in your body. And unlike watery scrubs that slip between your fingers, this thick face scrub with black lava sand gives you powerful results in one go. Visit getchads.com and you'll be redirected to the Amazon store you'll get 10% off when you use coupon code GETCHADS10. You can find all the links I've just mentioned pinned below in the top YouTube comment. If you want to learn more about why I endorse these natural products to my audience, search on my YouTube channel for an episode I did with Dr. Anthony J titled, Playing to Win Number 21, How Estrogenics Make You Fat, Sick, and Infertile with Dr. Anthony J. Let's get on with the show. All right. So, um, let's see what we got here. Got a guy whose wife is DMing and hanging out with other dudes. Just friends. All right, let's see what Mike's got. Where's Mike? Mike, Mike, Mike. There's Mike. Okay, so, your wife is DMing and hanging out with other dudes. Hey, hey, Rich. Yeah, thanks for uh, bringing me on. I appreciate it. I've read your book there. Um, kind of starting the unplugging process for myself. Um, now, I found out through a friend actually recommended me uh, to you and your book. Now, my wife, I found out last November-ish that she's been DMing guys, old friends from high school. So a little backstory. We've been together for 13 years now. Now, my question, I guess, is, you know, I've confronted her. I've read the book. I'm trying to apply it. There's like a little bit of a ping pong match going on in my head with like, I respect her. But then on the second hand, it's like, well, you know, how do I unplug? I want your different view you know it's uh okay so when you confront her and you say what are you doing messaging these dudes like this is uh number five on my red flag list right yeah she keeps men from her past around so she's dming these guys from high school so what does she say when you confront her Uh, she got defensive at first she's like well you know what are you doing my phone etc etc so it's like yeah she didn't really uh she didn't really want to like have a conversation about it. It was more like me of having course, to pry and you? dig it. Yeah. So, so is she a stay at home mom? Like what does she do? No, we, there's not a stay at home mom. We don't have kids. Uh, mm-hmm. So we've been together, like give you a perspective. I'm 32 right now. Mm-hmm. She's uh, 34. Um, and then uh, we've been together since I was 19 and she was yeah two years older than me. Right. So mm-hmm. she works. I work. Um, we've been together since that we've moved around a couple times. So, we are in Alberta right now, in Calgary. Mm. Um, kind of give you a little bit of an idea, right? 
You so say here no. in the private message that she's hanging out with these other guys. And so she did, right? So, yeah. She, at one point there, we used to, so we moved around a little bit. So I originally grew up in the uh, northern part of Alberta in Edmonton. Mm -hmm. uh, so she would, she, while we're together, we, she would meet up with them. Uh, and uh, meet up how, like Mike, I'm going out with a friend tomorrow for lunch. Yeah. And yeah. Coffee yeah. With Bob. Exactly. Well, yeah. you let that happen, right? I mean, she told yeah. you flat out, she's going out with a friend. See, one of the things that guys need to understand is when a woman, when women talk about going out with somebody, if it's a chick, she's going to say, I'm going to go out with my girlfriend. Right. If it's a guy, what she'll say is I'm going out with a friend. Yeah. Okay. So she told you flat out she was going with a guy and you let it happen. And that was your first mistake. So what you should have been doing is like, well, hold on a second. What are you doing hang, you know, hanging out with guys? Oh, well, you're just jealous, Mike. Like, you know, why are you trying to control me? I'm not trying to control you. You're my wife. And yeah, I don't yeah. deal with women that hang out with guys from their past. Yeah. Right? So you put your foot down. And you're going to get out of life what you tolerate. So this has gone on now for how long? So that was like 10 years ago uh and then 10 years ago she's been doing 10, this shit. no she yeah. did that 10 years ago prior okay. and the reason like i'm asking now is because the same guy that she hung out with dms her and they were kind of like you know exchanging you know you know like inappropriate messages i would say like you know hey we had a good time he has sent her pictures of like them hanging out like selfies and whatnot so it's like um I thought it was over the hump. Like it was it happened like a decade ago, right? So we've been together. It's been like the last few years have been great. But then yeah, I found out like last last fall there that it was like, oh, yeah, you're still talking to them and then are these people and it's like I thought our relationship was good, but why are you DMing these people, right? So mm -hmm. well it's not people, it's men. Like let's let's, men, let's be yeah. clear. Right? The men, just, yeah, yeah. The guy's talking to dudes. And the yeah. only reason why dudes are talking to her is because they want to bang her. Right? Yeah. Men and yeah. women don't have a lot in common. We just yeah. don't, right? Like men have totally different interests from most women. That's just the way that it is. So saying that, you know, oh, he's just friends. Like nobody fucks more wives and girlfriends than he's just a friend. Yeah. Guys in the comments, you know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but you know, you just chime in there live. So the thing that you got to do, Mike, is you got to put your foot down and set some boundaries around this. It's like, look, if we're going to be married and you're going to be my wife, you don't talk to other guys. You don't go out with other guys. That's the reality of this relationship. And if you can't do that, you can get fucked and get out, right? Tell her the door is always open. Steph yep. said this to me the other day. I was driving her home from one of our meetups. The door is always open on the way out, but it's going to be locked if you try to come back in. Mm. Yep, absolutely. Right? But are you going to do it though now? Right? Like you have the balls to make sure you put your foot down, and, you know, set that boundary. Because if you don't, she's going to keep walking all over you. Yeah, I have I have set that boundary and it basically, you know, told her like, this is unacceptable behavior. So she kind of got back in my frame as far as I understand it. Like I'm new to this whole red pill thing. So mm. um, as far as I see it, she's in my frame. She's like, oh, you know, but like I'm kind of detached too. So I'm like, do I want to like it's like a back and forth. Like, I, you know, is this like the betrayal? Like I should just go my separate ways or should I carry on and try to figure it out? Right. Like it's like a, I wanted to, you know. Well, your, advice. your private message says, found out my wife is DMing and hanging out with other guys. So she's yeah. still doing it. That hasn't stopped. Yeah, not, not that I'm aware of. Yeah, so. Yeah. So it, it either stops or she gets fucked. It's as simple okay. as that. There's no in-between. There's no, you know, like, I'm not going to have other guys trying to pork my wife. Yeah. Right? Okay. Unless you're a cuck. I mean, some guys are into that stuff. I'm assuming you're not, which is why you're here right now. 
No, I'm not. No, I just I wanted to, just some advice, right? So. Yeah, dude, it's like, look, it's hard because, you know, you've been conditioned all your life to be a nice guy and just be less so she can become more and all that kind of shit. But it's like this is where guys get to when they let women walk all over them. And, you know, then you're in a position like, well, this doesn't feel comfortable because I know she's talking to other guys and ha hanging out with other guys. And she's telling me they're just friends. Yep. Like I said earlier, nobody fucks more wives and girlfriends than he's just a friend. Yeah. Right. So it's on you to stop that. And if, and if she doesn't stop it and it keeps going in a direction you don't like, walk. You don't have kids. Who cares? Right. Put the matrimonial assets in a pile and just get rid of her. Right. Yeah. Or do you have a scarcity mindset and you don't think that you can replace her? No, I don't think it's that. I think it's just like I respect her, right? Because we've been Yeah, but she so doesn't respect you, dude, because you set yeah. that boundary and she keeps going over it. Yeah. So That's true. you can't like okay, look, you can stay in a relationship with a chick that doesn't respect you. Millions of guys do it every day, but they're fucking miserable. Yeah. Right? There's something dead inside them. And if you want to live that way, that's cool. But if you don't, then it's incumbent on you to stand up straight and say, no, I'm not having it. You're going to stop it. And if you don't, we're done here. Right? I will replace you. Yeah. I think so, I, I'm yeah. starting to feel that, like, the, the dead portion there, right? Because it's like, you know, it's like, uh, it's like a hollowness almost, right? But I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. definitely. Uh, yeah. All right, man. Thanks, man. Appreciate right, it. Take care. Yeah, those situations are like, you know, guys have a scarcity mindset. That's why they put up with it. You know, they just let these let these chicks do this. And it's like, you know, why? Because you don't think you can do better. You don't think that you can replace her. I mean, he's a little bit overweight. He's got some weight, you know, to lose, obviously. But, you know, if you're a competent guy, you've got game, you're interesting, you're captivating, you know, men want to be around you and women want to be with you sort of thing. You don't put up with that kind of shit, you know? Like... Anytime a, a chick would try to pull that with me, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not having it. He's just a friend. Yeah, what do you think? I'm stupid? Get the fuck out of here. But guys put up with that stuff all the time, right? Um, Sean has a question. I'm about to enter top 1% of earners. All right, Sean. Hey, Rich. How are you, buddy? Sean smoking a cigar. Top 1% earners. How do I find the right community of men to associate with who can add value to my life? How do I overcome the fear of ending my shitty marriage? Okay, let's deal with the first thing. Where do you live? Uh, Fort Worth, Texas. We have lots of dudes in Texas that are right at the top there, man. Why why, why haven't you joined my community? I've mentioned it. Uh, well, you know what? Actually, I was digging into your website and taking a look at it. I definitely want to go through and do that. Um, now, on the price point there, when I do it, I want to make sure I'm pulling the trigger on my divorce at the same time. Mm -hmm. um because clearly it's obvious i mean she found your book when i was reading it and that was fun to explain and actually i really did have a blast doing it um mm -hmm. but uh she's like oh, but you'll never find a woman with all without these red flags i'm like mm, you're not hanging out with the right people um mm -hmm. uh, but uh i mean honestly with the type of work i do it is a little bit challenging to find someone i can actually relate to that's uh you know i mean i've got some people who i can relate to on a financial level but I mean, the 30 years my senior. I mean, these are people who, you know, I'm 34. Um, now, again, I have yet to break my first seven figures, although I believe that'll happen this year, if not eight figures. And um, with some of the, with the type of work I do, um, literally the sky's the limit, like kind of a, I don't want to say James Bond movie level, but kind of. So trying to figure so, out how to find the right people. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, they're in my community, right? I've got a, a couple of guys in Texas that probably make way more money than you. 
Oh, okay. definitely. Now for sure, everyone does. So look, yeah. I mean, um, you know, join the community. It's not a huge commitment. It, you know, if you're, you know, truly, you yeah. know, successful and you know, the tier you want to get into is a 1%. The, like yeah. if you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year, that's when you want to get into, just sign up and join it. Make sure you show up for the in real life meetups. When you're on the community forum, contribute, provide value before you start asking. Um, I mean, there's a welcome video that kind of explains how to do it all, but, um, join that. So the second part is how do I overcome the fear of ending my shitty marriage? Well, what makes a marriage shitty? With this one is that, well, let's put it this way. The able, the reason I'm able to be on this call is because my wife is an outpatient alcohol rehab. Mm -hmm. Um, just to give you a hint on that, but, um, drinking problem. Yeah. Yeah. Big one. Uh, betatization through a thousand concessions started early on. You know, it's funny. As soon as I got married, flipped the switch literally since week two of my marriage, the last seven and a half years, my life has sucked royally. And uh, she had a certain expectation. I had one as well. It didn't go well. I went more beta on the end because I'm like, I'm going to be the provider. I'm going to do everything I can. But this is just, I, God, I can't. Do you guys have kids, Sean? No, we do not. No, I've oh, been holding dude, There's, There's absolutely nothing tying to this woman. Just get the fuck out. Well, that's my concern, though. That's what I'm wondering. I just wanted to ask is that, like, listen, I've watched a lot of your videos. Like I said, read the book. I've been, you know, again, I used to be really big in the PUA community back in the day. But dating has changed, and it is terrifying as hell. I mean, this stuff. Well, look, I mean, first of all, you've got your money sorted, it sounds like, or you're, or you're getting it fully sorted. You're, you're a decent-looking guy, but I can see you're carrying a lot of body weight. Like, I can see it oh, in your face. Yeah. Like, you're fat, right? I've gained 60 pounds since I moved to Texas. Yeah. Lose that weight. Lose yeah. that weight. And trust me, you'll be motivated to lose the weight once you get divorced and you're, like, starting to date. And you're going to find that you're having a hard time overweight versus, you know, being more fit. Like, your face automatically becomes more handsome when you lose the weight, when you get it off your cheeks and all that sort of stuff. So, oh, I agree. Yeah. No, this you, is killing me. All right. this. I had that before. Right. So... Yeah. You're not going to worry about being in a shitty marriage when you're out there doing the work, you're going to the gym, you've got a trainer, you're going to go to a dojo, you learn how to fight and you start doing all these things because all of a sudden options are going to open up for you. You're going to feel better over time. You know, your cardiovascular system is going to improve. You're going to be able to bang longer and better and all that sort of stuff. Like things will get better for you and you're not going to look at a shitty marriage as, oh, you know, this is a refuge. Like this is an island for me in a sea of chaos. You're, you're just going to get off, get on the raft and go to the next one, right? You know, that's what I've been wondering, though, is that like before I got married here, I mean, I was, you know, PUA, like the game. Uh, David D'Angelo was my boy. Loved it. But, um, you know, I mean, dating six, seven girls at a single time, you know, spinning plates before spinning plates was a thing. Mm. And uh, I mean, I used to fight. Uh, I, you know, I fought for Michigan State University. Um, judo. Uh, love it. You know, especially for my height. I'm only 5'8". Mm. Uh, but, uh, you know, be able to drop that weight all there. But the challenge is that for the type of work I do, it just seems... Honestly, it's, you know, they say it's only the top. And I feel the only people I interact with on a daily, because this is my challenge, is I interact, I only interact with CEOs, heads of state, or two-star generals and above. Mm -hmm. And I, even when I talk to the people who are earning above what I earn, it's, nobody can understand what I'm relating to. I mean, I just got back from Ukraine. I hold seven contracts with the country um, for different that. And I'm also working in other countries I can't name just yet. Mm -hmm. I've been downrange all of that. And it's a, it's a bit of a challenge there. But then I look at, I want to date. I can barely describe the work that I do because I run my own company. I don't even see it as a job. I don't do one. You don't thing. even have to tell chicks what you do. Like as long as they think that you're successful and that you're mysterious, it's fine. You know, like I'll like when I was dating, it'd be like, "Oh, well, what, what do you do, Rich? Well, I'm a private equity investor. I manage that portfolio. I've got a couple of businesses in a call center, and I'm an author, and I'm a YouTube creator and stuff like that." It's like they don't care. It's just like, okay, he sounds like he's doing something with his life. He's not a loser, right? Like 
He doesn't make sandwiches at Subway. So that doesn't matter. She just wants to be able to look up to you. And if okay. you show up in a nice car, you're interesting, you're captivating, you know, you lead an interesting life, all of those things, whatever, it doesn't matter. The thing that, you know, the thing about the guys that you're dealing with, you know, you, you mentioned a lot of guys you deal with are like senior to you. Older guys are great to be around. Okay. Like some of my best friends are a lot older than me. Right. So don't discount the value of a seasoned gentleman in your life as a friend. They're obviously not going to do some things that you're going to do that, you know, require some youth and vitality. But like, dude, just get out there, get out of the you know shitty situation, immerse yourself into an uncomfortable um, environment that's new to you that you're not used to, i.e., you know, my community, it's below in the ticker and get out I'll there and get rid of the baggage. I'll be joining for sure. Get, well, get get rid of the damn baggage, man. Cut the anchor loose. There's anchors and sails in life, right? You fill the, fill the sail with wind, go to the next port of call, cut the anchor loose, get rid of the baggage. You know, I will say, I guess my biggest fear is, or the thing that I need is just someone, I don't want to say giving permission, but uh, just looking for that because it's a, God, it's, a, it's been a tough road. And also, I've been all over the world. The women outside of the U.S. are much better. Um, well, I'm, yeah, I mean, but there's still some great women in North America. Like, don't kid yourself. There's lots of attractive women that are, that are compliant, that are willing to enter the frame of a solid guy. Right. Well, here's my question then is that what do you recommend as the best way to prevent being black pilled? Because right now, again, maybe I no, I fully believe it's because of my marriage. Don't mm -hmm. let, me, let me mislead there. Um, I hate women so much. Why do you uh, hate them? You know, because I, you know, one, I think I, I indulge too much in the red pill videos, uh, you know, that you see across the board and YouTube. What do you watch? So what channels do you watch? You know, let's start uh, there. You know what? Why don't I pull it up here. Right? I got it right here in front of me. So um, let's see how I got here. Uh, Mediocre Tutorials. Uh, and what's his name? Mediocre Tutorials and Reviews. Uh, Just Pearly Things. Of course, you know, Rich Cooper Clips and the Unplugged Alpha. Um, we got, uh, what can JP, hold on. What do we got? Um, who's the dude who wrote the... Uh, um, Oh, shit. what's his name? Uh, the Bible everyone refers to. Um, actually, no, sorry, the book's right here. Shit, what am I saying? The rational and or sorry, mm -hmm. the rational. Rollo, tale. Yeah, Rollo, there we go. Um, so you're feeling black pilled watching that stuff. You know, I just feel I, you know, maybe because I see it in my life all day. I deal with an entitled wife who everything is, you know, misogyny or whatever. And again, she's a very conservative woman, but and I, I'm always I almost love the challenge. But I'm just tired of like I go out like I went out last weekend trying to go meet just groups of people like I used to do again when I was following the PUA back in uh, 2006, 2000, sorry, 2005, 2007. God, people are mean as shit and women suck in general. Now, again, it's probably have to do with me, my approach. Mm. I'm way out of practice. Yeah, I, so, used to be good. I don't know if you can see Moff's comment there. Successful women cures a black pill. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, yeah. If you if you don't like women, it's generally because you're not having a good experience with them. Um, you know, saying that you hate them, you know, leads me to believe that you're probably spending too much time watching a lot of red pill or black pill stuff. I mean, to yeah. begin with, guys, don't watch chicks on YouTube that try to dispense dating advice or just, you know, say stuff that other guys are saying. They're mostly fucking useless. OK, um, I would never recommend anybody listen to any of these chicks on YouTube talking to guys about red pill stuff. Other thing is, I mean. If you're watching YouTubes that are generally considered red pill, but you're feeling black pilled about it, stop watching it, man. Like, go out there, have fun, do things that you like, date women that find you attractive. You've mm. got weight to lose still, right? That find you attractive, that enter your frame, that want to do shit with you, you know, that that are 
that are beauties that want to, you know, be a compliment to you. There's lots of great women out there, man. There's guys in the chat right now that are in my group that have great experiences with women. I'm in an LTR with a great chick, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's great women out there when you understand what women respond to, not what you've been told they're supposed to respond to. And if you spend too much time analyzing the bullshit, like all these, like, yes, a lot of the red pill channels, they can come off as black pill. They can come off as like, um, how can I put this overanalyzing stuff, right? Like, like the descriptions that are provided. Oh yeah. It's like, okay, come on. Like really? Like, you know, let's start, let's start doing some prescriptions. Like that's what I do. It's like, let's take some fucking action here in life. And the guy that I want you to hold accountable is a fat guy that looks at you in the mirror every day. Deal with that guy first, mm-hmm. right? Because once your out- outward appearance changes and people see you, men and women, you know, women more more specifically, if you want to have better experience with them, they go, hey, this guy, Sean, he's, you know, he's all right. Like, you know, check him out. Look what he's doing. Look what he's driving. You know, he looks good sort of, th- sort of thing. That's when you're going to be like, actually, women are not as bad as I've been led to believe. Or you don't care about their hypergamous nature because guess what, Sean? You're their hypergamous best. Yeah, I'm with you. No, I definitely, I mean, we're getting there. It's, I've already dropped 25 pounds. I got another 30 to go. You're 5'8". What do you weigh? 5'8". Uh, I am currently weighing this morning at uh, 194.6. Yeah, okay. So, so you need to get down another 20 pounds or so probably. Yeah, college I was down at 155, but I don't know if I can get there. That was three days, man. I mean, that was, I, I swam for Michigan State and I uh, I fought for Michigan State. I don't know if I can do get back to that. But yeah, I you don't it. have to be ripped. You just have to look good. That's all. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. I guess the other, you know, other question is, who do you recommend in the space right now to teach on game? Because I've been trying to go back to all my old guys. They're all gone for the most part. You don't look if, if you did pick up artistry, if you've read my book, if you've read Rolo's book, I yeah. would say, get, get out of the red pill shit. Read, um, Evo psych, read, um, David Buss, the evolution of desire. Okay. okay. That's like a, kind of like a scientific, like nerdy approach to what women respond to historically just be that guy you don't have to game women see the thing that people don't understand when it comes to this stuff is they spend way too much time watching videos getting black pilled you know feeling you know nihilistic about the whole shit and all that sort of stuff and it's like when you get to the point where you become the game okay like i am the game sort of thing right you don't have to think about stuff like this it's not something that you're like oh well if i say this and she says that and it's like let me give you a field report I never give a field report to anybody because I don't need to because I am the fucking game, right? You see what I'm saying? Like, that's where you want to get to. It's not, you know, who do I study? Who, you know, who do I follow? It's like, you already know what to do. And it starts with a guy looking at your, looking at you in the mirror is fix him first. Mm-hmm. I got you. I mean, another question I have, I mean, I, I know I'm capitalizing your time. You're I asking do- a lot of questions. So let's make this the last one. All right. Oh, okay. shit. All right. I'm torn. All right, fine. Best way to recover from betatization of a thousand concessions because that is knee in the T. Stop being a bitch. Go to the gym, get punched in the face, start fighting again. All right, fine. Final, really quick, because you answered it really fast. Promise. Do you think, are modern women worth wifing up? Because honestly, I feel no. like I have a... No, you know? I have a chapter in my book on why marriage is something no, I, smart I men that. will avoid. I, I want to have children because I feel like the world sucks and somebody needs to actually raise men. So... Yeah, you know what? I'm going to do an entire podcast on why I'd never have more kids. And I'll explain to you guys all why. And, um, you know, look, um, if you want to have kids, you can do it. 
you can do it. Okay. And there's women out there that'll enter your frame, you know, make your house a home and raise beautiful children and have a great family. They're going to be hard to find. You're going to have to have tight game. Like you're going to have to become the game, you know, like I say, and you're going to have to put up with some shit. You're going to have to expose yourself to some risk. And you're probably going to have to want to move to a state that's, I mean, Texas is pretty good overall. If you want a better state to live in, uh, Tennessee, you know, it's probably the best state. I mean, all my stuff's out of country for what I do work. So, I mean, I can hold it there. Yeah. And if you set up your, you know, your life and your assets and all that stuff in such a way where, you know, you expose the risk to a minimum. Yeah. Go find a hot woman and have a whole bunch of kids. Yeah. I'm good in Dubai. I just, I feel like this world sucks and I really want to add value to it by actually having, you know, boys who can become men and raise them up to that, even though I know I'm Uh, not there. Let's, let's save that conversation for that podcast on, uh, kids. I'll, you know, do that in the future. I'll join the group for sure. I look forward to uh, being a part of it. Yeah. Get your ass in there, man. And get out in the, in real life meetups and meet these guys. We've got guys all the way around the world. So, I mean, if you're traveling somewhere, I pretty much guarantee I've got a guy there in that city. Outstanding. Well, I'm going to, uh, next one is, uh, Krakow, Poland via private jet. Then uh, I got a guy in Poland. Outstanding. Love to meet him. Definitely rich. Thank you so much for your time. God bless you, brother. Get in there. See you, man. Peace. All right. Um, Complicate life, justify why, huh? Yeah. So we got the DMing the wife, the 1%. Uh, need your advice on dealing with a failure. Sean has a question about a failure. All right, Sean, dealing with a failure. What's up, buddy? Oh, hi. My name's uh, actually Jesse. Jesse? Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, Jesse. So what's been going on in my mind lately is if you saw my other comment, I uh, have aspirations of eventually becoming a real estate investor, mm-hmm. saving up for that mortgage right now because I'm recently self-employed. So what's been on my mind a lot recently is, you know, what if everything doesn't work out, you know, because I'm going to do everything in my power and talk to the realtors, the renters to make the best decision. But at the end of the day, you know, if things don't work out and I've uh, got a lot to lose, I only got one shot at this as I'm saving up for this mortgage. What's the and worst that could happen if it doesn't work out? I, I got a bunch of debts, embarrassment, I guess. Something in Asian culture that's very uh, common is, you know, that's why samurai kill themselves because, you know, they can't deal with the shame of failure. And, you know, with, with that upbringing, it's just I'm a little concerned, you know, are things going to work out? So I'm not letting that hold me back from taking action. How old are you? But How old are you? I'm 27. Dude, you're young. When, when you're a guy in your twenties, you're playing to win or you should be playing to win in life. Meaning you're going to have to take greater risks when you Mm -hmm. get older, then you can pivot to playing not to lose and take less in the way of risks and protect your principal capital. Right. Right. What do you have to show for your life right now today? Like what's your net worth roughly? Net worth. Um, I don't make a whole lot to be honest. Recently being self-employed, I make like 40 K four, four K a month. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why I'm trying to. Okay. So, look, man, Jesse, but hear me out. You got nothing to lose. Right. right. You got 40K and you got maybe a few hundred thousand dollars max, I'm guessing, that you could potentially blow up. Big mm-hmm. fucking deal. You can make that back in a year if you got your life sorted out and you know how to start up a proper business. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so, what are you worried about? Right. You're basically right. being a little bitch, is, you know, is what I'm saying. Right. I am. I am. I see that. Good. So facts, right? <laughs> yeah. So just go All and right. do it, man. You know, take a stab at it. Take a mm-hmm. take a calculated approach to it, but take a stab at it and, and right. go all in, right? And mm-hmm. if it doesn't work out, what's it gonna cost you? You know, 
30, 40, 50,000, like what? Consider it a, a lesson. People go to university and they'll spend five years sitting in a classroom, writing down shit, studying, taking courses, you know, and they learn basically nothing, a, a life skill. And all they do is they walk out with a bunch of debt and they work at fucking Starbucks. Right. Right. Wasted so, a lot of time in college. That's look, for sure. Man, I lost uh, almost $60,000 on a private mortgage deal that I did quite a few years ago. And I was pissed. Like I was ready to murder the guy. Like I was very, like I was, <laughs> I was on the edge, dude. I, I was like this mofo. Like, I can't believe he pulled it. And you know what? I just turned around. I look at, it, I said, you know what? I'll just take this as a $62,000, you know, like university education, whatever it costs me. And I'll never do that shit again. You can make money back when you have lots of time. So don't worry about it. You're young. Right. You're in your twenties. All right. I appreciate it, Rich. Thank you so right. much. Get her done. All right. Um, let me try to get in here with uh, as many of these guys as I can. What's, what's Cruz got for me? Uh, ETH. ETH. Okay. You want to talk about ETH Cruz? Talk to me. What's up? Yeah. Thank you. I've been taking your advice when you said you'll never be able to buy it cheaper. And I think the price point at that was at like 1800 or 1900 for mm -hmm. every ETH. And we're cre creeping back up to that point. Are you mm -hmm. still recommending to? buy more i'm trying to buy more with like every paycheck I get. <laughs> uh okay so talking about crypto so yeah so i'm still a crypto bro yeah um i have buy orders in but for lower amounts right now um if if um if bitcoin hits thirty thousand, it's probably going to keep going if it doesn't hit thirty thousand, my view is it's is it's probably going to go back to the teens so i've got buy orders in for lower numbers and what the market's at right now i'm not going to give specifics because people get you know fucking pissed off if i give a specific and it doesn't work out but that's how i roll in my life but yeah i'm definitely bullish on eth and bitcoin and a few other coins so um you know get as much as you can as cheaply as you possibly can you know you're gonna have to play it the way that you think works best for you okay i appreciate it all right um do, do, do. do you have to be in any community to be chosen or go live? We'd like to discuss expanding after you've made the first pot of gold. So we got Omar with a pot of gold. All right. Oh, wow. That zoomed in. Yeah. Uh, hey, sorry, but I don't know how to fix it. But uh, hey, what's going on, Rich? Um, I just want to ask, basically, I'm 28. I'm uh, happily married. I... Um, I have a great wife who like runs the home. I, I've been pretty good with like being able to take control of the home, if that makes sense. But um, my question is this, I was able to um, get out of like $60,000 worth of debt. I dropped out of school three times. I kept trying to go back because my parents kept forcing me, but mm -hmm. I dropped out every single time. I was able to kind of start my own um, collectibles business. And mm -hmm. I made uh, around like... Uh, I, I'm, my net worth is around a million dollars. I have no debt. Uh, How old are you? I, uh, I just turned 28. Good for you. Um, I, I don't know, but I don't, I'm I feel like I'm stagnating. Basically, what I mean by that is like uh, I, I always have to play defensive with my spending mm. because uh, I'm kind of worried. I, I, <laughs> I know it's being a little bitch, but I'm kind of worried about um, uh, like my business not not sustaining the future i feel like i got lucky because they inflated the money supply so high um in the past two years that what are you doing for a living right now man uh, i have a, a collectibles business like i, I basically trade high-end collectibles like high-end comics watches um 
cards, stuff like that. Okay, and so you buy low, sell high. You're doing watches, comic books, stuff exactly, like that. Exactly, yeah. And I can't scale that. Mm-hmm. And I've I've made like uh, around a million dollars, but I don't know where to go from here, if that makes sense. I, <laughs> I feel like it's not like a five, like a lifelong business, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm very good at it. I'm very good at trading. Like whatever it is that I do, I'm very good at it. Okay. So like, what are you asking? Like, how do I make the next million? How do I make the next 5 no. million? Uh, where do I go from here? If I have a bunch of money, like wh- wh- should I just like buy a, a business? Should I just, uh... I like, look, man, I mean, you guys know I'm a crypto bro. So I would put a chunk of that into Bitcoin, Ethereum, maybe, a, maybe like one or two other in the top 10 that, you know, that you really like. I have I, I have like two hundred in, in Ethereum uh, in in BTC. I don't really do Ethereum, but I have a two hundred mm. in BTC. I just yeah. I mean, I would diversify into a couple others. You know, maybe okay. maybe pick top three to five that you really like. You know, projects that you really trust in that seem to have a lot of support. So I so I'd put some money in that. You know, for starters, because I think that that's got a big bright future. I mean, it, you know, for me, it's like. You know, people get pissed off at the crypto markets because you know they're in the toilets right now. But it's like. If you're buying crypto and you can't hold it for five to 10 years, like if you can't hold it till 2030, then why are you buying it? Like, you know, what's the matter with you? Like you stupid or something? Like you think you're going to make quick, quick money. The problem is, is there's a lot of these nerds out there that are like, buy this obscure loser coin and you're going to 10,000 extra money. And then they try to, you know, recruit a bunch of people to try to do the exact same thing. And then people end up getting burned. So, um, Look, you know, it's a long-term game. You know, for me, it's like, okay, you know, when I need the crypto, is it going to be a 70-foot yacht or am I going to buy a 100-foot yacht, right? It's just a matter of like, what does the portfolio look like then? So definitely lean a little bit more into that part. The real estate market, I wouldn't touch right now. Where do you live, in the States or Canada? Toronto. Toronto. Yeah, I wouldn't touch the real estate market here right now. I got out of the real estate market at the peak. I had a couple of condos in Corktown that I got rid of. Um so there's that. Um, buy a business. Look, man, I'm not a big fan of Canada. Like, if you follow me for a while, you know that I want to get the fuck out of here. I, I do want to get out. Like, Taxes are high. There's way too much government control. The wokeness is out of control. It's just stupid. I don't see it getting any better. So my advice, if you're a younger guy and you've got the ability to maneuver and you've got a business that's location independent, I'd, I'd start, you know, checking out some other places that are going to be friendlier to you. That's what I would be using, you know, time yeah. for right now. It's like, okay, you know, if you see Canada on the same, you know, trajectory that I do. Would, yeah, you know, I, I think I, I'm, I'm like, a, I'm a free market capitalist. Like, fine. Like I would use some of that time and money to set yourself up, you know, somewhere else. And maybe if there's a business there that you like that you want to buy, you know, buy it. You know, if there's real estate there that you like because it's a good market, then do that. Um, but for, for a 28-year-old with the kind of money that you have and no family or, or kids, I would be using that time to get the fuck out of Canada. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Perfect. Thanks, buddy. All right. Hey, guys, you know, do me so. There's a lot of y'all watching this right now, and I don't see a lot of likes on the video. So get the likes up. You know, like it doesn't cost you anything to you know, hit the like button. It just helps out with the algorithms, okay? Um, let's see here. Private chats. What do we got here? Can you avoid the guilt of taking millions from federal government? No one that's a bad deal. I don't I don't know what that question is. Um Wilm. I'd like to discuss negotiation for starting my online business. Wilm Wilm. Wilm? Hey guys. Oh, you were the guy that was last week that was shouting about yeah, the yeah. 
like guys stuff. okay all of you are watching the guy is providing you with free content don't be a little bitch press like help out yeah. with the channel you know <laughs> okay. you're getting this for free you're paying nothing contribute something um you all know, right so give me I'm, a question man fire away i'm uh, i'm uh, studying for mechanical engineering thinking about uh -huh. st uh, starting my online business uh, for instructions of thermodynamics so mm -hmm. I'll have to hire maybe a few people to set up like website, edit videos, similar stuff, you know, do you have any uh, tips for, you know, negotiations when starting out, like uh, how to get the best deal out of what, 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 what tips do you use when you uh, negotiate for something? So, sorry, what kind of business is you said it's an online um, what? So, um, you know, thermodynamics, like a subject, it doesn't really matter, but like it would be online. Okay. So yeah, what yeah, problem do you online. solve? Um, for the students of that university, which is like big, probably like 500 people attend it, uh, mm. it would be online course for how to pass it. Uh, oh, it's an know? online course on how to pass it. Yeah, yeah. How okay, to so pass the exam. Okay, so you're whatever. talking about building an easy, lucrative, fun business. Have you have you got on my email list for the course when it launches in a few weeks? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Get that, dude. Like, it's got all the gold you need in there to set up a proper elf type of business. And what you're talking about with an online course to help guys pass. Uh, a material to get certification is basically exactly what um what was his name um smart passive income uh the filipino guy that had the podcast i can't remember but he used to that's how we started the podcast was he was training other guys to get certified in a space that he was knowledgeable in so so it's a good profitable type of business model as long as you ha know how to reach these guys you can make quite a bit of money so like the link that i dropped there i think it's in the oops it's in the top description of the um, uh, chat, or sorry, of the uh, video. Um, get on that list and you'll be notified when it's available because that's where all the gold material is. Okay, thank you. I would also like to point, point, point out, uh, have you guys noticed how few of the guys that called you, like the first two or three guys, mm -hmm. they were talking about their marriages and uh, they all got married and didn't have kids. Like, yeah. guys, if you are listening to this channel, you know that Rich specifically and uh, also many other, like, Channels don't recommend marrying unless you're planning on having children. Like I'm 22, I found out well, all of you guys. Sean wants to have kids. He just picked the wrong chick, right? You know, he was. Talking uh, I'm talking about, about the two, uh, first two, the first. Yeah, the two other guys. guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, there's there's nothing in it for you to get to invite the state into your house if you're not raising children. It's just stupid. Exactly, exactly. Do like uh, I'm I'm young. I'm 22, but I found all of you when I was like uh, 20, maybe mm -hmm. even 19. So I downloaded all of your like basically some some of the ideas very early. And Good. you know, when you think about it, like but, but why guys? Why like why? Why are you involving the government, the state, the courts, uh the legal system, the judiciary? Like why are you doing it if you're not uh, planning on having children? Like you listen okay. you have you listened to those covered first two guys? Government. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just keep moving on so I can get to the other callers. Thanks, brother. Appreciate it. Um let's go to Trey over here. Trey, what do you got for me, buddy? Hey, Rich, good to see you. Um, I came on your show a few months back and I told you about my ex that her mom died and she was trying to creep back into my life. Um, I wanted to give you an update on that. I did not go back to her. I listened to you guys, gentlemen, advice. I lost 15 pounds in that time. And my uh, my small videography business has actually gotten some clients and I'm like, super excited about it. Um, funny story. She came back just to say to drop off some stuff. We caught up. She ended up smashing the contractor I hired to fix her mom's house when she was in the hospital. And I was like, you can't make this stuff up, bro. See, this is what black pills guys like Sean, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, 
Damn. But I mean, I took it with a stride and I said, I'm glad, I'm glad I left that train wreck. Right. So again, thank you and the gentleman for uh, hey, just really hammering that into me. I appreciate the update and I appreciate when people take the advice that we dispense because Absolutely. for the most part, I know people hear stuff and they just kind of like, oh, not going to do anything with it. Right. So thanks for not being an asshole. Of course. Um, I just wanted to uh, say, ask a question. I started uh, in my videography and photography business about a year ago. It's slowly gotten some clients. But when I hear y'all, um, you and other gentlemen speak, I don't, I think of big scaling thing or mm -hmm. high income stuff. Um, and I realistically, I don't know if that's, if I can actually make some a large amount of money out of it. I love it. It's fantastic. It's fun. It allows me to be creative, but I am trying to get into a rip, an avenue that's I want to be a well, baller, man. I want to look, be a baller. So. I mean, if you want to, okay. I mean, like the way that I structured my school of entrepreneurship is ideally the kinds of businesses that I talk about there that make the real money, that have the impact, that are easy, lucrative, and fun to make, they all make over a million dollars a year. So if you, so if you eliminate the items that are going to make your business hard and frustrating and just stick to the stuff that makes it more easy, lucrative, and fun, you're going to make more money. And that may not be what you're doing right now. Mm. Right. I mean, like you may be able to pivot out of it. You may want to look at something else, but the, the elements, as far as the knowledge that I provide in the course lectures, it's top shelf, man. Not everybody's going to listen to it, but it's, but it's the best material that you're going to get. I should be charging what they charge for a university education and a business degree, to be honest with you, but mm. I digress. Um, the links in the description. So get on the list. You'll be notified when it's available. Okay, Trey. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks buddy. All right. Let's grab the super chat here. John says, Hey, Mr. Richard, I'm going to turn 25 in a couple of weeks. Although I know I, I know what to do in terms of make money, but I, sometimes I feel like I miss the train. Um, statement, not a question, but thanks for the super chat. Um, okay. Let's see who else we got here. We got Andy. Yeah, here let's do let's do andy andy what's up buddy rich my brother what's happening what is up man sean if you're still listening i want you to read the very last sentence in the unplugged alpha the point of taking the red pill is not to hate women but to love them for what they could never be to you Let it read it and let it sit in for some guy who's so red pilled um people don't hate women if you're red pilled secondly public service announcement to my J-O-B guys just over broke, if you want to get a little bit of extra money, stop spending your money on cigarettes, weed, fast food, going to the gas station every morning and buying $15 worth of candy and pop. Pack yourself a lunch. Quit going to the bar. Stop drinking and smoking. You're sitting... I'm going to stop you there for a second, Andy, because I kind of take issue with this because I, because I hear guys do this... Um, you know, instead of going to the coffee shop and spending five bucks or whatever on your latte in the morning, just make it at home and put it in a tumbler. Cool. Okay. So you're going to save yourself four bucks and 50 cents or something like that doing that. But people don't get rich by being stingy with their money. They get rich, like they create wealth by, by creating impact in the world and the lives of other people. Really successful people that have done that, they don't count pennies as far as what they're spending on a coffee or if they're going to the gas station to pick up a a sandwich, you know, while they're filling up the tank. So that's, that's a scarcity that's why, mindset, you know, when it comes to creating wealth. So I would, that's why I preface that. 
I prefaced that by saying my job guys, my just yeah. over broke guys. Okay. Not, I mean, not not me. Well, but it's it's not the way to think, you know, to create wealth. You're going to save a couple of bucks a month. Who cares? Right, right, Who cares? right. Okay, number three. This is if this hits one person, I did my job. Please stop coming up to guys like me or Rich or whoever and looking at the cars, the boat, the house, all that, the women, all that kind of stuff, and dropping the quote, that must be nice on me. I'll tell you what wasn't nice was 25 years of working 80 to 90 hours a week with five days of vacation before the COVID started. You want to wake up at four o'clock every day and start grinding under unbelievable amounts of pressure? No, no, I don't want to do that. Well, then stop saying that must be nice because all you're seeing is that you're seeing the material nice stuff. You're not seeing the behind the scenes stuff and living that life day after day after day. Go out and provide a, a, a value of service to your customers. Be valuable to them. Yeah, look, like the guys that are watching the stream, they're not the must-be-nice guys. They're, they're never going to see that. The must-be-nice guys are out there. Have fun with the must-be-nice guys. This is what I do. Oh, must-be-nice. You got a McLaren. You know, there's people starving in Africa. Yeah, well, I employ a lot of people that, you know, do a lot of research on, on high-end things that end up in your cars in, in five years. And I happen to have done the work and I've paid a lot of taxes. I've probably paved the entire fucking 407 highway with the amount of taxes that I've paid. So, yeah, it must be nice that you get to, you know, put your hand out and get free free shit from Trudeau. And then I just turn around and walk away. It just and gets I, old, Rich. I'm at to the point now where with the car. I'm with the I just tell them it's a rental. And half the time they're so stupid they believe it because I just I'm tired of listening. Must be nicing you on. My personal car is a Mercedes-Benz CLS 550. Mm -hmm. It's it's not a McLaren. Mm -hmm. It cost me ninety thousand dollars. It's got four hundred horsepower. Car, you're going to get the must be nice from time to time. It's not a big deal. Uh, and the last thing, number four, we need to add to chapter four twenty red flags. Red flag number twenty one is if your one of your plates or your girl says. I don't like that Richard Cooper guy. He's a bad influence on you because <laughs> that's what I got this week. And I'm like, oh, I, di I, d I disagree with you, babe. Um, I, I, don't, I don't agree with what you're saying. I think you're threatened by some of this. So that's exactly to... why they say that, because they feel threatened that you know information that's that's going to allow you to put yourself first. Can we add that to the 20 red flags chapter? Uh, maybe if I do an update to the book, I'll consider it. I appreciate the <laughs> recommendation, though. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Rich. Hey, buddy. All right. Um, hang on. I thought I saw another super chat here. I got to get real quick. No, it's the same one. Um, let's get uh, Rocks. Rocks. What's up, Rocks? Rocks, Rich, can you hear me? Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, what's up? Oh, man, just driving out. I uh, haven't taken the car out all weekend, so I'm just out for a drive and thought I'd tap in because I never get to uh, listen to your podcast. Okay. Busy you got a stuff. question for me tonight? Yeah, uh, your vitamin line. Uh, if you can just, you know, give a quick synopsis, what's uh, what each one's best used for, when's the best time to take them, how to take them, because there's not a lot of description on your website. Uh, okay. Um, well, so the line, you were asking me, uh, you know, how I like them and stuff, so I just want to oh i know who this is i know who this is okay yeah i, I got you um i did a video <laughs> i did a video last week with um melissa and we went through the entire vitamin line so if okay, you go I'll back to that one it's all broken down but um 
like when to take them, what to take them with. We covered a lot of that in that video, so you probably haven't seen that yet. So go back and check it out. Sure. Will do. All right, brother. But um, yeah, there's actually a new item that was added to the line that um, is is great for you because you were talking to me before about you know testosterone and all that. And there's an item called GG, which is which is brand new. Um, so take a look at that. It was added to the um, lineup of uh, products that help uh, support testosterone and metabolize estrogen. It's just called GG, like you'll okay. see it there. All right. All right, brother. Thanks, man. See you, man. All right. All right. Um, yeah, it's it's kind of cool because I recognize his voice, but I uh, didn't recognize the name. Um, all right. So I think we're pretty much caught up. Um, Moff's got a stereo show coming on after this. So um, go over to stereo and search for Moff, M-O-F-F, -F, as he shows on his screen. He does, uh, he does this live show on that. Uh, it's kind of like a podcast. It's kind of like a podcast show where you get to listen in. It's, it's audio only. Um, Stereo.com forward slash moth or just download the app and uh, search for it. And he's live in like 15 minutes or something like that. But I'm going to wrap it up on that note. I want to thank you guys for checking out tonight's show. Uh, again, the School of Entrepreneurship opens in a few weeks. So if you're on my email list, you'll be notified there. If you're not on my email list, Go to the description on the video where it says get on the wait list for the School of Entrepreneurship and it's got the uh, URL there. Um, you'll be notified there when it's open for enrollment. The enrollment period will probably be about a week and then it closes and then we'll uh, let everybody get through the course material and start doing the Zooms for the new group of guys. Uh, Moff said he'll be live in five. Go check him out. We'll see you guys next week. Have an awesome